Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of ALM's award-winning magazine, Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here. Hi, I'm Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News, and this is the Future Tech panel from Legal Tech West Coast in Los Angeles. We're sponsored by Blue Arc today, and we're broadcasting today's program on Law Technology Now, a podcast presented by Law.com and the Legal Talk Network. And you can also find us on iTunes. Joining us now is Judith Flournoy, Chief Information Officer of Loeb & Loeb in its Los Angeles office and a member of LTN's editorial board. With 14 years of leadership experience in AMLA 100 and 250 law firms, Judy is currently treasurer of ILTA and its immediate past president. In 2006, she received the IT Director of the Year from Law Technology News and was recognized as one of the global top 100 CIOs from City Tech Magazine. Will you please help me welcome Judy Flournoy? Thank you, Monica. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. When Monica asked me if I would uh, speak at today's panel and specifically asked me to speak about IT leadership of the future, I really had to step back a little bit and ask myself, what exactly would I want to talk to you about? You know, what would that really mean to speak about IT leadership of the future? And so I thought about it in terms of what I do and how I do it and thought I might share some thoughts with you this afternoon that hopefully you'll find interesting. I don't have a crystal ball, and I find that conveying what it means to me to be a leader is a little bit difficult. It's a little bit difficult to look at myself and say, well, how do I, you know, how, do I, how is it that I'm a leader if, if I am indeed a leader? And some years ago, one of, my, one of my last firms, one of the managers who worked for me at the time, came to me and he said, how do you do what you do, and how do you know what you know? And my answer was, I don't know, really. I mean, and it, was, it really wasn't the answer I wanted to give him, but to that extent, it's is it instinct? Is it experience? Is it a combination of those things? Is it where you've come from, how you got to where you are that makes you the leader that you ultimately hope to become? Uh, again, I, I don't think I had the answer that I wanted to have for him. So I'm going to try and use my 12 minutes or less so I don't go over the time uh, and share with you the things that concern me uh, and how I'm approaching them. And I hope that they'll, they'll be of interest to you and perhaps they'll resonate with you as well. So let's talk about what isn't. And, and our earlier uh, speakers made some comments that I might disagree with a little bit or I might agree with, so I reserve the right to, to uh, d respectfully disagree with my colleagues. I just started to, decided to start with what is or what I think leaders in IT are faced with and the potential challenges ahead that may not be so obvious, uh, particularly as someone said yesterday, with a pothole in the road. You know, there are some things that are really obvious to us and there are some things that are not as obvious to us. Uh, one of the things specifically and a reference point is for me is legal IT. This is the environment I work in. Frankly, what I think we're dealing with is a global economy. And as one of the earlier speakers mentioned, talking about offshoring and things of that nature. But more specifically, watching how the global economy is shifting work to lower cost workforce and some of that workforce obviously being outside of the U.S. This workforce will continue to drive down the cost of legal services. And as firms continue to feel the pressure of their clients to reduce the cost of these legal services, they may look to those resources to do some of that lower-level work for them. 
um, specifically things that we've seen over the last couple of years, like offshoring of litigation review, document review, or entire outsourcing of work processing departments or accounting departments. Why this happens, the perception is associated with this is that somehow the function within the firm is costing too much. But if you look more closely at why these things get outsourced, typically it's because there's a frustration level with that function that this somehow is perceived it's not working very well, it's not doing very well. So we need to do something else with it, whether it's a word processing center, accounting department, or perhaps even your records department. But what we're also seeing now is this looking this view of how legal services might also be delivered and how lawyers those particularly in India, and this is already happening today, as I think was already alluded to. There are lawyers in India today that can do first-level documents, those first drafts, where law firms have typically taken their, you know, those young associates, those freshly minted associates, you know, freshly minted associates coming out of law school to do those memos and such. Some of that work is now getting pushed outside. So the challenges we face as IT leaders is to address what's lying ahead. Um, and what lies ahead in the further utilization of a capable workforce, and that's what I think one of the challenges I face as an IT leader. What I really wanted to touch upon is that I believe that within the U.S., we need, as IT leaders, we need to help our organizations remain agile, and we need to help them leverage the workforce that exists in our, in our environments. Uh, we see that we need to be able to adapt to the change that's coming, that we need to be able to adapt to a changing economy and to the way people work and when they work and how they work. And the fact is that professional services are now being impacted in the way that you know, manufacturing had been impacted in this country decades ago. Understand that this, these issues exist, and we need to find a way, if we can, to fight, to fight or ward off if what some of us might perceive to be inevitable. As an IT leader, you may be faced with the additional challenges of a workforce that is compressed uh, or comprised of four generations. For the first time in our country's history, we have veterans born prior to 1946, which represents 7.5% of our work current workforce. We have baby boomers, of which I'm one. Uh, we have the Generation X, uh, which is 29.5% uh, of our workforce. And we have Generation Y, uh, the uh, the Generation Y thing that people talk about today, and they're 21% of our workforce. Each of those four generations thinks very differently about work and life. Within the four generations, at one end of the scale, you may have more senior employees, and at the other end of the scale, you may have younger employees. At both ends, you may find that some have a sense of entitlement. In fact, what various studies are continuing to show is that many of these people don't have any plans on staying in their current company or firm for their entire work life. In my opinion, the changing global economy, the availability of lower-cost labor, and a multi-generational workforce are the biggest challenges ahead of us. And what we are becoming, or excuse me, what we are beginning to see is that law firms are not immune. So what isn't? What isn't as obvious is that we, we can, as leaders, drive the bus. We can influence. We can introduce change that drives efficiency. We can assist our organizations in meeting new demands with new tools or by simply helping our organizations leverage the tools they already have. In other words, all challenges are not solved with buying the next great thing. 
This future tech session is brought to you by Blue Arc. Blue Arc helps legal firms, electronic discovery companies, and corporations handle the explosion of electronically stored information and accelerate computer-related evidence gathering with its industry-leading high-performance and scalable network storage solution. Impact the outcome of litigation actions and deliver evidence to legal teams more quickly by meeting tight deadlines and strict regulatory requirements. Find out how by visiting Blue Arc at www.bluearc.com or contact us at 1-866-864-1040. This is in whole or in part being a leader. Being a leader is much more than simply having a title or sitting behind an off- a desk in an office. Being a leader means looking ahead having respect for where you've been, but recognizing you cannot stand still, and engaging leadership within our organizations in the dialogue, knowing that there will be some resistance. Specifically, speaking to issues surrounding cost savings and increasing productivity, and as a result, increasing the value of the existing workforce, we have addressed some of these challenges at my firm by introducing or preparing to introduce some new technologies that I believe make a difference. For example, digital dictation. Why? It is more efficient, the attorney can dictate from anywhere, and the transcription can be handled by multiple resources from a variety of locations. In addition, what we have found is that the quality of the recording is so much better that the time it takes the assistant to transcribe the document is much faster. There are fewer mistakes. What's the result? Faster turnaround, happy attorney, happy client, valued employee. Workflow also equals efficiency. Many of your firms may already have workflow in place. We are preparing to implement workflow for our litigation department and specifically for our new matters and conflicts. The result will be to speed the process. The direct result will be lower frustration at the partner level as new matters will clear conflicts faster so that new work can be underway more quickly. Imaging is another efficiency tool where today our court documents and pleading indices are all manually maintained we will have implemented before the end of summer an imaging program directly targeted at litigation. The result, reduced risk as court papers are being processed more quickly and more efficiently as well as more accurately. And the impact of this is the down-level systems, which is our docket and our records department, ultimately will benefit from this. The fact that this process is more efficient than the current process has the additional benefit of making those documents available to attorneys no matter where they are, whether they're in the office or out of the office, if they have access to our records department system, they'll be able to access those court documents, which currently they have to call the records department, retrieve the clip, get the document out of the clip, hand it to them, hard copy, and that's not a particularly good use of anyone's time. We want this to be a more efficient process, which also means that the utilization of the employees is shifted to higher value tasks. Efficient reuse of work product is another initiative which we began in 2006. In yesterday's keynote, the speaker expressed his frustration with the lack of knowledge management tools. Our take on this is to facilitate the reuse of work product from within the word processor using Microsystems D3 versus adding another system that has both hard and soft costs associated with it. The ancillary benefit is we are now more independent of the version of Word that lies ahead. All document authoring is done using the task pane in Word as well as leveraging XML technology beneath it. Documents for litigation, real estate, corporate, and entertainment can now be brought to first draft, in some cases significantly faster. For example, in our real estate department, it used to take them 
uh, approximately four hours to generate one of their documents. It now takes them 20 minutes. Back to the people component. Our task as leaders is to keep the best and brightest, and to that end, it is our role to be sure that they are receiving the learning opportunities they need so that they can work as efficiently as possible and therefore be as productive as possible. This means attorneys and staff. Yes, I know it's hard to get attorneys into the classroom, but we can teach them and we can give them, even those senior attorneys, that you won't get into a classroom with other attorneys, one-on-one -on -one training and teach them small little tips like using folders and Outlook. You know, these, we can actually do things like that with them. Also, the important key here is to make sure that the training and learning opportunities are easily consumable, whether they be podcasts or webinars or short classroom training sessions, tools they understand. This increases productivity, which has a direct relation to profitability. It also gives us a way to keep the best and brightest. As a result, the morale within the organization remains high. This ties directly to getting the work out to the client. The client is happy, happy clients, more work for the firm, Increase profitable firm. Sounds simple, doesn't it? So all, what does all of that mean? And let me conclude by saying, first, you can't be risk adverse. If you expect to sit at that desk and leave things as they are, that won't work. Secondly, you have to be looking further ahead than perhaps anyone else in your organization is currently looking. What works for me is that I typically think along three lines. First, what needs to happen today. Second, what needs to happen in the next six to 12 months or sooner. Third, what do things look like in five years? And what do I need to do to prepare my organization? And as a leader of the future, I must always engage those around me. Listen to your peers, listen to your staff, listen to your attorneys, attend conferences like this one, talk to vendors. Sometimes they really do add value. Listen to what other firms are doing. What are they doing to innovate? How are they addressing the challenges ahead? Your challenge is to remain relevant. How you do that will be uniquely individual. And in order to do that, you must evolve. You must be willing to learn, you must be willing to make the hard choices, some of which will be unpleasant. You must challenge those around you to be the very best they can be. And if you can do all of these things, I believe you can be the IT leader of the future. Thank you. I'd like to thank Judy Florney for a terrific presentation. Well, that's the close of this Future Tech session from Legal Tech West Coast in Los Angeles. I'm Monica Bay. Thanks again to our sponsor, Blue Arc. We hope you'll listen to the other five podcasts in this Law Technology Now series. You can find us at law.com's lawtechnologynow.com, at www.legaltalknetwork.com, and on iTunes. I want to thank the many folks who helped make this special Future Tech event happen, including ALM's Henry Dicker, head of Legal Tech, Steve Lincoln and Mike Medwick, Jill Winwer, John Klein in Boston, the Legal Talk Network, Mike Hockman, Scott Hess, Kate Kenny, and Luann Reed. In New York, Katie Montgomery, Sophia Maharaj, and Keith Achille, and in Los Angeles, Bobby Sparks. Thank you again, and goodbye from Legal Tech West Coast. Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today. 